Welcome to episode 444 of Salcedo Paranormal, and tonight I'm sharing true paranormal stories from the web. As always, you can find all episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page, and that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening, whether you are here for the live recording streams on Discord or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds or on the Trouble Minds radio network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. There you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Michael Strange and Trouble Minds Radio comes on. Uh, I always want to thank Michael Strange, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing the shows and putting them up on the station. If you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others. And rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. Also, I've written some paranormal fiction and nonfiction books you can check out over on Amazon. And um, I also have a Patreon page if you'd like to uh, get one extra episode of, of uh, True Paranormal Stories from the Web per month starting in August. Um, you can get that by signing up on any of the tiers over on that page. And uh, also I have uh, direct donation links for if you prefer not to do the subscription option there. through uh, So that's through um, PayPal and Venmo. And uh, all support is appreciated and never expected. Uh, but there are expenses, <clears throat> excuse me, um, in terms of equipment and uh, research materials and travel expenses. Again, I'll be going to the Mid-Michigan Paracon later on this year, November 4th and 5th. That's a Saturday and Sunday. Um, and that's in Mount Pleasant, Michigan at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. And I'll be there just to uh, check out my first Paracon, basically. And uh, report back to you all. And if I'm able to get any recordings of um, people sharing their true experiences, that will do that. And uh, whatever else I'm able to uh, record there. So that should be fun. And, um, yeah, so thank you all for your support, however you are able to do that. Um, so, I have some stories here to read, as usual, and, uh, we'll go from there. Thank you all for being here and listening, and, uh, so let's see here. Let me get to the stories. This first one says, uh, let me see, there it is, okay. This says, while in college, some friends and I were visiting late at night and realized there was no public transportation available. I asked a good friend to give me a ride home on his motor scooter. We visited a little longer and then uh, headed home. We started our journey home around 1 or 2 a.m., on an empty on empty and quiet roads. We got to an area with no houses 
only widely spaced trees. Despite the late hour, the moonlight provided sufficient vis visibility. While talking and laughing, we suddenly heard a woman's loud laugh as well. Both of us instantly got quiet and felt a chill. The laugh appeared to come from behind me, despite being on a moving scooter. We quickly looked around, but found no one nearby. Not even animals. We joked nervously about hearing the laugh, and agreed it sounded like it came from behind. Feeling uneasy, my friend drove faster to leave the isolated area. My friend was going to have to return using the same road later, so I am sure they drove fast. Even after more than a decade, I still remember this experience as one of my creepiest and most unexplained encounters. So that's a uh, neat story there. And <clears throat> excuse me, that's not the first time. Every once in a while, that something like that will pop up in a story, where there are people talking wherever they're at. Um, sometimes in buildings, sometimes outside. the The setting isn't really as important there, even though it is odd that that happened while they were moving. But um, people will be talking and laughing, or even just talking, and there'll be laughter that comes through or that, that they hear. And it it seems to correspond to their conversation. And it makes you wonder, is is that really is that the case of some spirit or entity there that is hearing everything that's going on and somehow for whatever reason, through environmental conditions or whatever their laughter at what is being said is able to come through and they hear it even when maybe the whoever is there didn't mean them to hear it um it's hard to tell but um again like i said i've heard stories like that before so that's always amazing to me because um that just uh makes you wonder how often are there other beings just around and most of the time we don't sense them or hear them or see them but then once in a while some things just come through i wonder if it's partly to do with emotion maybe when there's some kind of strong emotion going on there um even if it's a, a positive one of laugh of laughter and sort of just enjoying oneself uh, the company of others, if that maybe will allow sometimes that kind of a thing to come through. Of course, you hear a lot of times in horror movies or or, or novels or stories or whatever, when there's laughter, it's all automatically supposed to be evil. But um, I don't think that's always the case. I don't blame the writer and their friend for being startled. But um, it, it's again just doesn't. They didn't say it sounded like an evil laughter. Um, it just sounded like a woman laughing nearby, almost as if they were traveling with the people that were traveling, uh, somehow. So, 
really neat story there, just if you think about what if they happened to pass someone right at that moment and uh, just happened to hear them laugh at what they were saying. Especially, I don't know what kind of, how much noise that, that, that scooter was making when it was driving. If it was quiet and it was easier to hear them talking, the people talking, then that would easily explain that as well. Um, so just neat story there. I thought that was a, sort of a fun one there to start off with here. And uh, again, like I said, doesn't sound like anything else happened. I don't blame them for being freaked out, but no, um, nothing else going on there. So uh, yeah, neat story. Getting on to the next one here. This one says, I grew up in an unassuming uh, council house in the UK. The neighbor claimed that the house was cursed after my father passed away, which had happened with previous tenants as well. One night after my father's funeral, I couldn't sleep and decided to walk around my room. While looking outside the window, I saw a face or a mask resembling the ceramic masks that my mother collected. Possibly Venetian or possibly Venetian style. I quickly felt a sense of unease and moved away from the window. Later, my mother called out to my brother mentioning that she had seen a black mass resembling a t-shirt moving across the hallway, which was in the opposite direction of my bedroom. I am trying to figure out what I saw and wonder if anyone has had a similar experience. And that's where that story ends. Now, the other thing about that one is a while back, I had a Another story where um, the, the writer, the witness, saw three masks floating in the air uh, all together, um, or at least the apparition of them. And um, so I wonder how that might be something to, maybe to do a show on, is the apparition of masks. I never heard that before, except for in these couple of stories here. This one and then that last, that one I just mentioned. Um, but, and, and obviously there are, um, I'm sure there are rituals and significant meanings behind the various masks that cultures use, uh, for whatever they, they're used for. Um, so I, I'm wondering now about maybe doing a show on that, looking into that more, um, sort of a masks and the paranormal kind of a show. Maybe that could be, um, I haven't heard anything about that before. So, but, um, and then they had this shadow figure. Now, I don't know about curses. I've heard mixed things about them. They do or they don't exist or, um, it all depends on the intention of, of everyone involved. Um, I don't know. It, it seems like if you have a place where people, families spend many years and they live there and then they move on, um, it seems likely that, especially if they're there for who knows how many years, someone in each family may pass. And so it might not be so much a curse as it is just timing of everything. 
Uh, again, I don't know, and the, the the writer doesn't seem to have much more information other than just the one neighbor's claim. Um, not to ever dismiss anyone, but without more information, it's hard to know much more about that aspect of it. But at the very least, it does seem like there's activity there at that house. And I'd wonder um, what other activity there was. Does the neighbor know more about other paranormal activity that happened at the house before this current family? Is that why they're saying that they think it gets cursed? Um, a lot of questions there. Obviously, no way to get answers, but uh, neat story there. Um, I would wonder as well how much else happened after these encounters um, as well there. So, but uh, again, I think I'm going to have to look into that. Masks and the paranormal. I think that could be a fun show to do at some point. Um, moving on to the next story here. Let's see. All right. This one says, My grandma used to live in the same apartment above my parents. Uh, uh, this one is kind of written weird, so I don't know about this one, but... Says my grandpa passed away in the bedroom that my parents moved into later, which was one month before I was born. After my grandpa had passed, my grandma moved to the apartment where we, uh, where I currently live. Her new bedroom is in the same spot as her old one, but one level up. Currently, my family and I use grandma's old bedroom as storage for her belongings and furniture since she passed away last month. Or last year, I'm sorry. Last month, I heard crashing noises and the sound of the bedroom door opening late at night. Thinking it was my father cleaning up the room, I checked on, or I checked it, but realized it was midnight and everyone was asleep. It turns out that the heavy mirror in the room had fallen over, which could be explained as a normal occurrence. I'm guessing they mean through vibrations and things like that. But the door, which was closed tightly, had opened on its own, despite the closed windows in the room. Also, I recently saw a shadow moving quickly down the hallway from the same room. So that's the end of that story. Sounds like, um, I don't know, with the mirror moving, if something moved through it, again, going with the idea of mirrors possibly being portals, which I do think is a possibility, um, then maybe the force of that transfer could have knocked it over. Uh... Hard to say about the, anything else besides that. I mean, the door, there are reports of doors opening and closing, obviously, on their own, or at least appearing to do that on their own. Um, the fact that there was a shadow figure seen at, at some point after that sounds like um, maybe that place has some activity, whether it's connected to the mirror or not. Um, it's possible. They didn't say that it broke, so also that means would mean that it would still be intact, which means it could still be some kind of a portal, especially if it's an older one. I think 
in some cases, the older the mirror is, the more energy can be attached to it just from passing through it for as long as it's been around. Um, and again, but that's not to say that current mirrors can't have paranormal activity surrounding them. I had one experience with that um, in my own bathroom mirror where I just had to go in there one night, but I did not, for whatever reason, I did not want to look in that mirror. And normally I don't have that problem. I, I'm just going to do what I have to do and leave. And if I, if I look at the mirror, that's fine. But this one night, um, as I've told the story before, I just, I went in there and uh, took care of business. And then I left it the whole time. I just made sure that I did not look at the mirror. I don't know why. It wasn't an over, uh, a, a really negative feeling. I just felt like there was something there that I didn't really want to see or deal with. Um, so, <clears throat> I don't know, but it sounds like there's some activity in that room, whether it's because of the passing of the family members there, the grandparents there, um, them passing in that place, or because of the mirror, or both. Uh, it's hard to say. But, um, I guess, like I always say, I'd be curious about activity there after that, and or before that, but it doesn't sound like um, they don't mention any other activity before that, so. But, yeah, I do think mirrors can be, um, can be, can be sort of their own portable hotspots for paranormal activity. So, uh, moving on to the next story here. Let's see. All right, almost there. One moment. All right, sorry about that. Nose is bothering me. All right, here we go. This one says, I am an IT contractor and recently worked in a Fortune 500 company building during an equipment refresh. The old building had a reputation for strange occurrences. The third floor was left alone as much as possible because it was considered the creepiest, although it wasn't the entire floor, just one area. No one felt anything weird upon entering the dimly lit floor. Once you exited, exited the elevator, there was a short hallway that led to a window on the left and the main area on the right. The interesting part was the second left turn after the, door, after the short hallway. Uh, meeting, meeting the family, and they have that in quotation marks, was like dodging someone while turning a corner, but no one was there. The family consisted of a middle-aged mom, and dad, and then middle school-aged boy from the early 1960s. They appeared lost and didn't fit the workplace environment. The encounters happened unpredictably and only occurred about one-third of the time. Some co-workers refused to go on that floor after encountering the family. So that's where that story ends. It's a really um, 
neat description of paranormal encounters with the same thing over and over again by multiple people. They don't ever say apparition. Um, they don't ever say ghosts. They just sort of describe them as um, almost people in a way, but that are only there part of the time. And I sort of liked that about that story as well. Um, because now it is odd that they seem lost. I wonder if if it's a time anomaly of some kind. Maybe it's not so much that they're, that they're lost. It's just that the place maybe suddenly changes appearance for them, and um, and they're not in maybe what is their apartment building in their own time or their home. Um, or it could be spirits. That's all. That's always a possibility. I don't ever rule that out. But um, maybe even residual energy, sort of this um, this recording of previous events. Uh, especially if I'd be curious if the each sighting is basically the same, where they repeat their movements the same way every time people encounter them, then that might lead me to think maybe it's a residual sort of just an image of um, the sense of this these people, but it's not any. There's no consciousness there. Um, but again, it's hard to know. But it does sound like they're out of place in that building. But if it's a large enough building, and of course the writer doesn't say the history of the building. Um, if it was ever an apartment building of some kind. Or, um, and again, maybe it's not, it hasn't been yet. But maybe it will be. It's hard to say with that. Um, but, um, it sounds like multiple people are having the experience. Which is always amazing, because, um, then that sort of, in the minds of a lot of people, that lends credibility towards it, in a way. And I, I'm, um, I've talked about that before with, um, what used to be my grandparents' house, where, there are multiple people that had multiple sightings of the same thing over the years and uh, didn't find out until we all talked about it years later. And then, turns out, we basically uh, found out about who it could have been, who we were pretty sure it was that was in that house, um, which was, of course, the original owner of that house. So... Um, a lot of possibilities there with that one, but um, it doesn't sound like anything else happened. That's also, I wonder, that leads me to wonder about it being more of a residual. If there's nothing else happening other than that one same sighting over and over again, even if it's not every time, then maybe that does explain that, uh, possibly. Again, I don't know, but... Um, but yeah, neat sighting there, and I like, again, just the the way the writer there described everything, how they didn't ever use any words um, um, that were the usual ones, ghost spirits, apparitions, they don't, they don't use any of those words in that story, so, um, so yeah, neat one there, and uh, 
that's all I have time for today. Thank you all for listening. And I will talk to you all in the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.